Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about and actively invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Specifically, my goal is 1% return per week. That's it. Not even greedy. I don't want to spend all my time on, on the internet. I don't want to be glued in front of a screen, checking out charts, patterns, all that crap. 10 minutes in, 10 minutes out. That's it. I just want 10, 15 minutes to do my account, and that's all I want to do. Now, I know these recordings take a little bit longer than that because when I read, when I'm actually doing my own trading, it's less than 5 to 10 minutes. That's it. But when I'm trying to teach and train and share with everyone, it takes a little bit longer because I have to do some explaining and uh, a little bit of guidance. Now, I'm not suggesting you do exactly what I do. Let me just take a look at what I do and, and see if it makes sense. See if 1% return with quality dividend stocks is okay with you. And always remember the absolute worst case scenario in this type of investing is you hold a quality dividend stock that's going to pay you consistently every year and increase its dividend payments because that's the absolute worst case scenario and if you can live with absolute worst case scenario then why not do it but if you can gain one percent per week if you add it up and compound it over a year that comes close to 60 to 70 percent and i know <clears throat> offering someone advice on trying how to get 50 to 60 percent return safely is ludicrous I don't even tell people that because they think I'm nuts. So, you know, I'm just looking for a 1% return. That's it, you know? Um, and the stocks that I use are pre-qualified dividend stocks. And what do I mean by pre-qualified dividend stocks? I mean companies that have been increasing their dividend payments to their shareholders every single year consistently, regardless of what kind of crap is happening in the economy for a minimum of 25 years. Most of the companies I do are 50 years or more. Every once in a while, I'll throw a 25 in there, you know, because there's only so many companies that are on the Dividend Kings list or <clears throat> getting close to the Dividend Kings list. But if a company can consistently increase their payments to their shareholders, then they're doing something right, something consistently. If you're going to look for something that has exponential growth, like, you know, 100, 200, 1,000%, over you know a period of time hey great fine dandy go ahead go do that you know I, I'm not, I don't judge anyone uh, on what they do and how they invest if that works for you fine do what works for you what you're comfortable with and that being said I can turn my air conditioning off it's actually that time of year where uh, <laughs> the air conditioning's on all the time all right like I said it is 9:32 Tuesday January 8th Let's jump in, see where we are, see what's going on. Now, like I said, yesterday we started out with a clean slate because some strange reason, Friday, everything, last week, everything clicked, everything went together. We made over 3%. I should say I made over 3% last week, which is, you know, not all the time. 
you know, I remember sometimes in the first quarter, in the beginning of the second quarter, where I didn't make a full 1% for the week. You know, I remember one time I made about 0.75. But day, uh, weeks like last week, you know, 3% makes up for it. The week before, I think it was 2.4. Some strange reason, it just keeps going up and up. Who knows? Anyway, everything was cleared out last Friday. Everything. Every position I made, every trade I made came out profitable at the end of the week. So, beginning of this week, I ended up with all cash. So now I'm trying to figure out what to do with all cash. Yesterday, we got a thousand shares of STX. Granted, they didn't, uh, you know, let's, you know, jump in, take a look, see where we're going, see what it's doing. And for those of you just following on today, oh, and I kind of apologize for yesterday. Yesterday, I forgot to upload the episode. You know, so I get here this morning and I get ready to, uh, I get ready to, uh, you know, do my broadcast and, and, and I look at it and I usually can tell first thing in the morning how many people are actually listening to the show or, or downloading the show and, <laughs> and zero because I forgot to upload it. So today you're going to have two episodes. You'll have yesterday's and today's, but I'm going to quickly go over what we did, what I did yesterday to give you an idea of why I did it. All right, STX is on the list. Uh, Seagate Corporation, I have no idea what they do. Isn't that sad? I buy things, I have no idea what they do. Because I really don't, honestly, I honestly really don't care. I really don't. I'm a numbers person because everyone lies. I mean, if you, you look back in history, you think all the crap that's gone on, you had, do you remember Enron? Who remembers Enron? They lied through their teeth. They were making money hand over fist. But they were lying to people. Okay? Um, what else? Uh, was it Bear Stearns or was it another accounting firm? Um, I don't know. There was another accounting firm back uh, a few years ago that was lying also. They called it accounting irregularities. Really? Come on. Lying is lying no matter what you do with it. So, as I was, as I'm saying is, I'm strictly a numbers person. Okay, because numbers don't lie. People do. I don't know if you guys ever watched the uh, the, the sh- show called House with Hugh Laurie. <laughs> His famous saying is, everybody lies. And everybody does. I understand that. But numbers don't. One plus one equals two no matter what language, no matter what planet you're from. Okay, one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four, blah, blah, yada, 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 all that kind of crap. So if the numbers work, everything's looking in the direction in which I want to go, and every indicator points to a yes, why not? Do I really care what they do? No. All I know is this company has had dividend coming up in two weeks. They've increased the dividend payments for a minimum of, of, I think it's 20 years from this one, because we couldn't find anything that looked good that's 25 years and nothing that was like, for 50 years like this is one of those strange weeks absolutely no dividend kings are giving out their their dividend for this week no one on Warren Buffett's list are giving out dividends this week um look at the aristocrats none of them are going for this week so you know it was all right let's let's lower the bar a little bit 20 years with a weekly option now there was a few women there was a couple of uh, dividend aristocrats that were paying out this week but they didn't have weekly options. They had monthly options, which means I would have tied up my money for three weeks. Do I really want to do that? No, I do not. Unless they were paying me 3 to 5%. And they weren't paying me, excuse me, they weren't paying me 3 to 
So passed on them. Load the bar a little bit. STX, honestly couldn't tell you if it was 20 years or more. But, uh, oh, so let's just get to it. So STX started out the year last year at 54.14. Sorry, 55.14. Found that bottom in, uh, was that uh, July 27th, right towards the end of July. Went sideways for a little bit before hitting that wonderful mark. Now, this is one of my favorite things for this year, and I'll be continuing saying it for this year, is <laughs> because it takes a whole year for the data to disappear. When you, uh, it depends on how you, I should say, it depends on how you have your account set up. My account is set up in a manner in which every stock I look at automatically goes into the one-year chart. You know, so I can look at 52 weeks and what the stock has done in the last 52 weeks. Because it gives you an idea of how it reacts over a year's period. Okay? So whenever I look at it, it starts from 52 weeks from today. Okay, so today is 6821, and my chart goes all the way back to 6820. So this is what the stock was exactly a year ago. Right around, uh, I don't know the exact number, but right around 5514. Now, she made her low, and then she came up to what you're going to hear for the rest of the year as the one and four year anomaly, the election how the stock reacts to election day. The Democrats took over and some of the stocks went nuts. Biden threw in trillions, not not millions, not billions, but trillions of dollars into the economy. If you guys do any research about that, they have printed more money in this um, presidential session than they have printed since, what was it, uh, 1913 when they enacted the... uh, the Federal Reserve. So you take all the money they printed from the beginning of the Federal Reserve until the beginning of this presidential election. They have printed more money this term than all of American history. <laughs> That's nuts. So where do you think those trillions and trillions of dollars went? That's right. A lot of it. I'm saying a lot of it ended up into the stock market. So you're going to see numbers that really aren't sustainable, really aren't realistic. Because the value of the dollar is a lot less. So it takes a lot more dollars to buy the same stock certificate. Where the value may be, well, let's say, I think they get it down to two or three cents now of what the, the American dollar is actually really worth. So it takes you two to three times the amount of money to order to get the exact same stock. So the stock has a tendency to go up, but it's not really going up. It's, an inf- it's hard to explain unless you're really into economics, into numbers and stuff like that. But with all the money available, the money is worth less. That way, that's why all the prices are going through the roof. I seen, um, so I, I used to do a lot of uh, work with uh, construction and I used to make uh, crates for moving companies. And I've seen before this pandemic and before the election that a price of plywood was $7.95, something like that. The exact same piece of plywood that you want to go at Lowe's or Home Depot. Let's call them hose. <laughs> hose and hose and I mean Home Depot and Lowe's put together hose. All right. uh, the price has gone from seven ninety five up to thirty two bucks. I've seen a sheet of plywood, three quarter inch plywood that was you know I thought it was ridiculous at thirty five dollars. Now it's close to ninety 
for a piece of plywood. Two by fours were two dollars and ninety-five cents a piece. Now they're six bucks a piece. Tell me that's not happening everywhere. You know, you know where it's not happening. It's not happening in car prices. You know, new cars. No, the end prices is gone up, but the price, the monthly price. If if you look at uh, car ads from this the seventies and eighties the era in which I grew up you get a brand new car for $179 a month or $189 a month what is it now? the cheap ones uh, the Toyotas, Hondas, uh, Nissans and those ones are still $189 a month granted the end price is a hell of a lot more but the monthly price that's where they get you let's get off that crap and get back to where we were as I was saying once Stargate uh, Seagate (laughs) once Seagate hits the election, you know, right at election time. She goes from 46 and hits a high of 106. Really? Come on. But, hey, I'm not arguing numbers don't lie, blah, 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 all that kind of crap. So the new 90-day high is the same as the yearly high, the 52-week high at 106. The 90-day low is sitting somewhere around 78. All right, so she's sitting at uh, 98.65. Now, let's take a quick look at the trades, what we did yesterday. We got in at uh, 98.79. Okay, we got 1,000 shares at 98.79, and we sold 10 contracts at 97.50. Why would I buy at 98.79 and sell at 97.50? Or should I say, give someone the right to buy it from me at 97.50? Well, for that privilege, this person or persons or whoever bought the option paid me a premium of $2.39 per share. Okay, So you take the price of the premium, which is $2.39, and you add that to the strike price, which is $97.50. Okay, simple math. $97.50 and $2.39 times to $99.50. 89. Okay, so my sale price, if the stock stays above 97.50 at the end of the week, is 99.89, which is a dollar something, dollar ten over what I paid for it. Now, my friends, that right there is, I think, it's $1,100 profit, which I'm only looking to gain $1,000 per week. So I got $1,100 profit in one trade of uh, 1,000 shares of STX. There you have it. My 1% already kicked in on Monday. Today's Tuesday. Let's see what's happening. And oh, and that's why I that's why I did that trade. So let's get in, see what we got. We got uh, $72,174 to play with today. So let's see what's kicking. Now, I'm not even going to bother looking at the... Um, Dividend Kings or the um, Warren Buffett's list or even the Dividend Aristocrats because we already know, we looked yesterday, that wasn't anybody there. Today, we got three companies to look at. CP, MTD, and UNIT. That's it. So three companies shouldn't take us long to go through these. Uh, CP is first on the list. Let's throw that into the one-year chart and see what that looks like. Canadian Pacific. Now, we have an anomaly here that I want to explain to you in a little bit. It's, it uh, makes no sense to me whatsoever. <clears throat> so Canadian Pacific started out the year last year at 
5360 found its low at 4945 basically a nice little escalation all the way up to and there's a I'm gonna like isolate these anomalies right here because it's kind of interesting on um, towards the end of March of this year the volume almost could is that uh, sextupled because it wasn't twi- it wasn't doubled it wasn't tripled it wasn't quadrupled it wasn't quintupled or whatever whatever five times is it's, it's like six or eight times the amount of volume that's freaking nuts why if I really want to know why I'd have to go digging into um, what do you call it into the uh, the historical records to find out um, the news just check out the news why did Canadian Pacific jump in volume that much on that day and the volume would, would, would stay stayed huge because <clears throat> on the 22nd the all right you know I'm gonna bring this up on the big chart to give you, you know, more accurate numbers because uh, on the one-year chart that the numbers aren't um, not really uh, you know, that accurate okay so the low of the year was 4861 and the high, which is an anomaly, I'm saying this is an anomaly only because it just doesn't even make any freaking sense. Okay, the high was 385.26, and it only hit it one day. That was it. But I'm gonna go and I'm gonna, you know, briefly go over this for a little bit. Uh, but all I wanted to see it was was the volume, and I want to share that with you. All right, sorry for that little interruption. Uh, when you're doing a live recording, you have you're susceptible to interruptions. Now, I think I said before, if you guys are looking for something that is filtered, cleaned, and polished, what do they call that? Edited. If you want an edited version, go someplace else. This is all unedited. This is right from the hip. This is all live. So I don't have the privilege of blocking out phone calls because I actually use my phone to do my recording. All right, so where was I? I was talking about um, the volume. The average volume is on, on this company... Canadian Pacific is around 1.4 million. You know, 1.2, 1.4, you know, 2 million is, you know, between 1 and 2 million shares. Okay, on March 19th, I'm going to assume that was a Friday because the next day, trading date was 322. Now, the volume, Monday, are you ready for this? 20 million shares. This company trades an average of 1 to 2 million shares on a daily basis. Why did it go to 20 million shares on this particular day? That's the question. Why? All right. <clears throat> so her average volume between 1 and 2 million, then she jumps up to 20 million. Something's definitely going on there. What? I don't know. Don't really care at this moment in time. But if I wanted to find out, I just get rid of this right here, which is the quick chart. I look over the quick um, news, and I'm going to put it in the news. CP Canadian Pacific. Here we go, and open this up a little bit. And, um, we want to go back all the way to 322. Uh, this thing only goes back to 513. Damn it! All right, I'm looking at a whole bunch of stuff. Apparently, they're combining with other railroads 
Name specific comments update Kansas City Southern blah 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 national blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, that doesn't go all the way that far back. It only goes uh, a month back, which doesn't help me out any. All right, so where we we're back on the volume. So she goes from one to two million up to twenty million. That was on the twenty second of March. On the twenty third of March, she dropped down to eight point six million. Still four times the amount of average volume. Uh, Wednesday the twenty fourth, we're at six point eight million. Thursday the twenty fifth, back up to eight point eight million. Okay, so as you can see, the volume just just freaking from one week. Doing the average of one to two million, she jumped from twenty million, then she drops slowly down to two point two back again in the middle of April, and then again there's another anomaly here um, at four twenty, which was halfway through uh, the month of April, back up to eighteen million. Um, as of lately, she's back to normal, uh, you know, one point one, one point two, uh, two million shares. But here's the anomaly right here. On the 5th of May, okay, explain this to me. Um, oh, riddle me this. What would cause a stock to go from $78? All right, more specifically, she opened up on May 4th at $74.49. She had a high of the day at 75.56 and she closed at 75.12. Okay, you get that? Closed at 75.12. What on God's green earth would create an anomaly to have the market maker open up the very next day at $377.18? That's the opening price. She closed at $79. Sorry. She closed at $75 on May 4th. May 5th, she opens up at $377. What the hell's going on there? So sometimes some of the data may be skewed. Is it real? Did it really actually happen? I don't know. And, and the volume, look at the volume for that day. Let me get real close. Get as close as I can. Okay. Cinco de Mayo. That's the day, Cinco de Mayo. 0.4 million. So only 400,000 shares traded that day. So something ain't stirring the Kool Aid. I don't know how else you want to say it, but something ain't stirring the Kool-Aid. Why would that thing open up at 377? This has got to be an anomaly. But other than that, let's get back to where we are at the moment. So today she opened up at she's uh where where we are where are we? She opened up at eighty dollars and thirty-eight cents today. She's basically going sideways. And I really can't figure you know what? I'm gonna have to pass on this one because there's so much irregularities here. I, I can't figure it out. Because it just does, doesn't make any sense. You know? Why would a stock close at $78 one day, open up the very next day at $377? That makes no sense at all. So, with that not making any sense, I'm going to have to pass on this one because that's questions that I'd have to do some more research on. And I really don't feel like doing that. Because 
I'm a lazy trader. I want my 1% and I want to move on. Let's get back to where we're going. So I'm going to pass on CP. Um, it may be a great company. I don't know. But there are too many unanswered questions for me. And I've already made my money for the week, so I really don't care. But I will do a little bit of research on it, just, you know, satisfy my curiosity. All right, so Medtronic started out the year last year at 135. It took about a week or two to find its low at 87.57. From there, it's a nice escalation up to the high of the year, which is 132, somewhere in that area. So she's sitting at 123 at the moment. Let's check out the seasonality, see where we can expect this thing to go. Not really expect, but you know, traditionally, where has she gone this time of year? She's basically f not really flat, there's a slight little uptrend to it, so that doesn't look too bad. Uh, the big chart, let's see what that says, see if there's any any rhyme or reason for us to actually take a look at MTD, M MDT. All right, here we are. The high is 132.30. Okay, she's in a leveling out situation now. The sellers are more in control. The average volume is around 3.5 million. Consistent and steady. No irregularities like, uh, you know, Canadian Pacific. That was nuts. So this could be a new bottom here because you get some, some support here at 122. So let's see what we can do for MTD. Again, a weekly option here. If we do a covered call at 123.76, and we saw off the 122, that's uh, 123.80. Is that right? The 122 is almost two bucks. So it's 180. Uh, <clears throat> here we go. The bid and the ask for MDT is 123. 69 by 123.73. So it's only a four cent spread between the two. So if I bought at 123.75 and I added the 182 in, that would give me 124, 125, 125.50, I think it is. So 125.50, you know what? That's still giving me a 1%. So let's give that one a try because we have a. a relatively flat if I get stuck with this hey they're gonna pay me a dividend and I can also now this is at 123 so I'm gonna get like 500 shares of this one what does 500 shares look like all right 500 shares looks like 30,000 okay that's doable <clears throat> all right so let's take a look at what we're looking at All right, so we're going to buy 500 MDT at the market. And that's going to cost right around $30,000 to do so. Here we go. And she just got it $122.98. Yeah, $122.98. So if I sell the 122s, I'm only going to be able to do five of them because I only got five contracts. All right, this is what it's going to sound like. 122. All right, I'm going to sell five MDT 100 weeklies, which is uh, 11 June 21. The 122 call for 183 per share. <laughs> so 183 per share is what I'm looking to get. And um, let's take a look at where it's at at the moment. Ooh, 
1.283 ant limit and if the market price is 237 so let me quickly change that from a limit of 183 to go to a market order all right and i'll change it from a limit order to a market order and apparently it looks like we're going to make 1187 dollars off of this one I got 183. So what's going to happen is I'm going to quickly go into 165. Huh. Let's take a look at the monitor again. All right. So it was 165. So we're going to add the 165 to the 122. We're going to come to 12365. So I made 65 cents on that one. Mm, 65 cents times 500, that's another 300, something like that. This is what it says exactly. Okay, so the max profit I made is 825 from that. Okay, so I made 825 from that one trade, but remember, I'm selling it for less than I paid for it. I'm selling it at 122. So let's go back to the monitor. So I, I lose 98 cents off of that. So you add the 165 to the 122, you come up to 123.65, which is still 65, 67 cents per share. So I made 67 cents per share for the 500 shares, and I still got 40. Oh my God, I got 42,000 left. Crap. So let's see what unit has to offer. We're going to have to go back here a little bit change this back to standard and let's put in unit unit okay so unit started out with stock at 899 that's a nine dollar stock found its bottom a week later at 811 after that she stair steps her way up spends a little bit of time at 933 spends a little bit of time at 989 um, 1050, um, then 1111, then up to 1262. She hits a high right at down from a, a downward trend and she looks like she's gonna get slide sideways for a little bit so let's jump in and buy some of these bad boys um, at 1085 ah, crap they don't have weekly options so what are they doing on this list if they're not weekly options all right no um, let's see if they're gonna pay me enough to do a covered call because they get a halfway decent dividend coming up. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to do this because... Oh, wait a second. If I buy it at now at 1085...
Again, another phone call. Well, let's get back to where we were. UNIT, the bid is 1084, the ask is 1085. You know what that means, people? That means there's a bunch of volume going on. The one cent spread, gotta be a lot of volume. So if I buy it at 1085, the 10 is selling for right now at 0.75. That ain't worth squat. So these just ain't doing it for me. Let's reset this back to where it was. Standard. So that's on the list. Ooh, check out that FDX and GE. You know what? Today's Tuesday. I could take a, a, a break and, and I'm going to take a look at these two tomorrow. Because remember, there's no dividend kings this week. There's no dividend aristocrats this week. And there's uh, nothing on the dividend achievers either that are weekly options. Now, the reason why I'm doing weekly options is because I want weekly cash flow. That's it. Plain and simple. I want weekly cash flow. So from there, we're going to close out today. And then tomorrow, we're going to look at FDX, which is FedEx, and GE, which is, you got to be kidding me. GE is offering a one-cent dividend. What the heck is that all about? That can't be. A, a, no, I, 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 I refuse to believe that is true. I'm going to have to do some research on that one. General Electric offering a one cent dividend. Come on. That's not even worth my time and effort to even look at. Well, that wraps it up for today. It is. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk brought to you by the 10 Minute Trader. We're going to check out now and I will catch you guys tomorrow. wraps up another session i want to thank you for joining us if you want to follow along with some of these live session trades let us know if you have any questions we can get back to you and have a great day well that wraps up another session i want to thank you for joining us if you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day.